One of the most powerful things about superstitions is the way they have become ingrained in the public consciousness, passed on by word of mouth from one generation to the next and cemented in our minds by repetition and corroboration. Irrational beliefs can hold a startling authority. So much so that even if we don't actually believe in them, in our rational minds, we follow them because gut instinct tells us we should. Or as was more often the case in the past, because we're too scared of the consequences if we don't. Superstition is generally defined as an irrational belief that magic, luck, or supernatural forces have the power to influence our lives or that actions that aren't logically linked to an outcome may have an effect on it. Such beliefs tend to be held most ardently when people find themselves at the mercy of chance. The human survival instinct tells us to seek a solution if our lives are threatened, and our bodies naturally equip us with the ability to fight or flee. For our ancestors, so many of the menaces they faced were utterly beyond their control. They couldn't fend off the waves on a sinking ship, outrun the plague, or fight the frost that would ruin the harvest. So they searched for other ways to save themselves. Sailors cutting off their hair as an offering to the gods so that the sea would spare them. Medieval Londoners applying dead pigeons to buboes in the desperate hope of curing the bubonic plague. Or a farmer leaving fertile land uncultivated to protect a swallow's nest in case disturbing it caused this family to starve. To understand superstitions, we must imagine ourselves in a world vastly different from our own. Those beliefs that date back to antiquity evolved in an era steeped in the mythology of a pantheon of gods with human flaws vying with each other for power, and where fate might triumph over even the most formidable deity. Humans saw themselves as pawns in the game of the gods and powerless in the face of their own predetermined destinies. Ritual governed their lives, not so much because they were superstitious, but because that was the custom of their day. Perhaps in our post-scientific revolution era, we are more accepting of the idea that not everything is within our understanding, which makes learning about the superstitions held by previous generations so appealing. We know about self-determination and that luck is just a string of probability equations, but we can't help but feel that there's something more to it. We know what happens to our bodies when they're buried and how age and diseases cause us to die, and yet many of us still have faith in some kind of afterlife or rebirth of the soul. No matter how certainly we know that the spirits of the damned aren't lurking under ladders, hoping that we might sneeze at just the right moment for them to take possession of our bodies, something makes us change our path and look around for someone to say, bless you. He's talking and I'm not and I'm just... <sighs> <laughs> And then I'm talking. <laughs> no, but wait, wait! I have something for him. Boom! You get shot down. Now you're just fucking me, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just wondering why all these people like kids. The Weird History and Eerie Tales podcast. Concentrate on the news. It's what we do. Wow. <laughs> FY, there's nothing wrong with <laughs>
<laughs> so, you move into your new place and you decide to bring along your old broom. Well, not only did you bring your old raggedy broom, but you also brought the bad and evil energy from your old place. But then on the way over here, you pass by your graveyard and you did not hold your breath. Congratulations, you are now possessed. And then for some odd reason, you decide to open your umbrella and you're standing right under it. And then you foreshadow your own death. <laughs> Wait, what? It's not death anymore. What is it? Bad luck. <clears throat> so you open your umbrella filled with bad luck. I, I, I don't like the bad. I like death. Why do superstitions always fucking change? Well, anywho, good luck with your bad luck. <laughs> well, if superstitions had a voice, I'm pretty sure that's the way they would sound. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Weird History and Eerie Tales podcast. I am your acting host for the night, Josh. And to my left, we have Achi, the instructor. <laughs> I just liked your intro, dude. <laughs> I enjoyed that one. So you're going to say hi? Oh, hey. What's up, guys? All right. And to my right, we have Moses the Great Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I have, no, I have literally nothing to say. You beat your grape story. You upped up your game. Look, I was so close to asking where the fucking grape is, but I enjoyed this one. That was a good one. It disappeared. I like it. That's fine. I dig it. So... Tonight's episode, if you didn't get the big hint, it's all about superstitions. Now, we will, we will discuss what a, uh, what a superstition really is, right? And we will discuss different superstitions all fr from all around the world. That being said, Achi, Moses, and our sexy listeners. All three of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. They're like, we hear you. Do you all believe in superstitions? If you do, why? I believe in the good luck. I'm not so... I don't believe in the bad luck, TBH. Mm -hmm. I, I just feel like I'm naturally unlucky. I'm well, salty as fuck. Well, so you're just trying to have your cake and eat it too? I just believe in the good shit. Just, <laughs> just not the bad it. shit. Just not the bad shit. Just like the, the, good the shit. only superstition I still believe by heart is a heads up good luck one. That if you, if you find like a coin and if it's heads up, you can pick it up and it's good luck. If it's not, if it's tails, you leave that shit there, bro. You don't pick that shit up. I've never heard of that one in my life. Yeah. That was like an old... You just make that one up right now or what? Fucking just, it's right there. <laughs> no, that was like shit a, went out real quick. I, that was always been a thing since I was in elementary school. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it's heads up. Pick it up. Pick it up. I'm like, why? Like, you get good luck. I'm like, oh, fuck it. And so I just got, I just got used to that. And whenever I see a coin on the floor, I'm like, oh, is it heads? Fuck it. If it's not, leave that shit down. So you were introduced to superstitions at like that. a young age? Yeah. But I was never like, oh, the whole, you know, op if you, you open up an umbrella under under the roof, like inside or something in the house, or like I said, I, I never believed in that shit. Yeah. The only thing I ever kind of half-assed believed was karma. 
that's the only thing. Oh, if superstition yeah, would, if true. that would, that, that would be it. I don't, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't give a. F- I'll walk through a graveyard. I'll <laughs> walk under ladders. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe in. I don't know. I don't know why my mom was very superstitious though. Like, I, I mean, w- a big factor is because you know we're raised in a Catholic family. She's very religious, so superstitions do originate a lot from religion as well. Like the story. Um, long story short, we have this aunt that came from Mexico, and each year we visit one of our um, deceased aunts, my um, and she 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 came across this this grave, and there there was a dollar uh, a dollar coin. You you remember the story? Nope. And she pick, she decides to pick it up, right? And they say that, it's that bad really luck. Sounds unlucky. Yeah, they say it's uh, um it's bad luck to take. Anything that's been offered to the dead. Right. And after she picked it up two nights in a row, she couldn't sleep, nightmares, and she would hear like these abnormal sounds. So she went to talk to my other aunt about it. And she's like, Well, what did you do? Or, you know, she's like, Well, this started happening after. And then, bam, she remembered. She's like, she oh, took out the I'm coin. She's like, I'm stealing from the. Yeah, yeah and she, she took the coin. It. My dumbass would have yeah. spent it. Yeah, and then. She she went back. She returned the coin, and then that was it. She she starts. I mean, I don't know if it was like a placebo effect yeah. or some shit. Where oh, I, I left her there, and there I'm good. Yeah. But I want to believe it's true. You know how crazy would it be, right? You're reading a textbook from school, college, or whatever, and it's like fucking sure. documented there. Yeah, have you seen that movie? Something about hell. Drag me to hell. Oh, fuck. Sounds I, love, I love that movie. That's one of my favorite horror movies ever. Which in sound? That's a big ass superstition movie. Talk about it. You want to let him know? You want to spoil? Oh, it's about this uh, banker lady. Um, sh- some some old witch tried to get a, like a loan to save her house. Fuck. I keep saying shit's my favorite shit, and I completely forget what the fuck it's about because it's been forever since I've seen it. So basically, this uh, witch lady put a hex on the main character, and the whole thing is just her going through the motions of it, just trying to deal with all the bad luck she's getting. Mm. It's an amazing movie. Yeah, CGI is garbage. Before we get onto the episode, I wanted to talk about uh, one of today's sources, which is a book of old-fashioned superstitions called Black Cats and Evil Eyes by Chloe Rhodes. This book is the shit. Today is the 12th, I think, right? Yeah. Today, today's the 12th. the 12th. So when you guys are listening to this, well, today we're recording on the 12th. So today's on our Instagram which you can find on Instagram, of course, at um, Weird History E Retails Pod. That's where I posted one of the pictures, one of the superstitions about walking in the ladders that I'm gonna speak about in a little bit. And um, dude, this book is—it's short, but it's packed with fucking packed with like all the superstitions that we all know and heard before yeah. that we don't exactly know why the fuck they become superstitions. Superstitions, and then another book is The Encyclopedia of Superstitions by Richard Webster. This one is dope because it's a thick-ass book, but it's very clinical. The Chloe Rhodes one, The Black Cats and Evil Eyes, this is her talking about superstitions. and She's humorous, so she's funny. Okay. This one's more reads like a textbook, but That's it's right. real cool. Though. It's cool. It talks about all sorts of different superstitions, like why do witches and magicians use the, word, the phrase abracadabra ah. and where shit like that comes from. I'm going to post both of these nice. books on our show notes, and you can find them, pictures of what they look like, on our Instagram, too, at the weird, at weird History E-Retails Pod. 
superstitions are a belief in a cosmic, ethereal, or supernatural link from one event to another with almost no correlation between the two. They almost always are irrational, but no matter how irrational they may seem to you, there are a lot of people who go about their lives changing their day-to-day behavior due to some of these superstitions. Whether it be people not trying to get off on the 13th floor of a building, or too scared to leave your house on a Friday the 13th, or just outright being scared of the number 13. These superstitions become an almost day-to-day ritual, believing bad things will happen if you don't do or do certain things. Like, for example, walking under ladders. Don't do it. Do you guys know why we're not supposed to walk underneath ladders? Because there's a fat ass on top of the ladder. Crushes your ass. (laughs) You hear that? We're about to get fucking stunned, bro. Well, all right. Aside from the fact that you don't want anybody falling on your fat ass head, what if I told you it's because the church doesn't want you disrespecting something it holds so sacred, which is the Holy Trinity? So when you use a ladder or have it leaning up against a wall, it forms a triangular shape. And the triangle is sacred because it represents the Holy Trinity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So walking to the center of the triangle is to basically give the Holy Trinity the middle finger. There's also an alternative source for the superstition, and it deals with the gallows. For the slow listeners in the back, a gallow is that wooden frame you see in medieval movies where the innocent guy is about to get hung and the hero sweeps in and saves him. Well, for the longest time, people were being made to step off a ladder with the hangman's noose around their neck, which resulted in death by strangulation. Eventually, these sadistic dum-dums figured out that if you hang the person from a higher vantage point and have him hang, death is quicker due to the breaking of the neck. Mm-hmm. So they built these gallows where the prisoner would use the ladder to climb to his death, and then the executioner will use the ladder again to collect the bodies that are downstairs. Problem was that during that time, it was widely believed that the souls of those who'd been executed just hung out under the ladder. So to go under the ladder was to invite misfortune of the most grisly kind because if you walk under it, you'd mingle. It's basically mingling with the dead. Mm. Nice. So those are the two superstitions. I like that one better. I like the middle finger of the church one. That one's kind of cool. Have you guys ever gone out to eat and you ask someone to pass you the salt and the psycho refuses to pass it to you because they're afraid of spilling it? Or seen people flick salt over the left shoulder? Have you guys seen that? I've seen the flick. Have you seen the flick? Yeah. Or people being scared of just spilling salt altogether? You're, you're, you're talking about in person? Have I seen it in person? No, yeah. I haven't seen it in person. You seen it in person? You saw some dude, some chick just throw salt over the left shoulder. Yep. Yeah, I saw that. I've one. seen it. What the where? I've seen it at my old job at United Healthcare. You? Sushi spot. A sushi spot. Where? Joe Sushi? I love Joe Sushi. Nothing against Joe Sushi. It's just that bro. person just decided you to just fucking throw salt. salt. Bro, I'll be pissed. Imagine so, just walking behind behind the dude thinking, ah! This dude's catching hands, bro. So most. Bad luck and hands. <laughs> so, so carry on, Moses. My bad, bro. So most, if not all of us know that spilling salt is bad luck, but do you know why it's considered bad luck? Up until recently, 
Salt was really fucking important. He was going to answer. He genuinely thought it was a question. I actually, oh, fuck. Right, actually, answer it. I was going to say, answer it. Too much sodium. Too much. Oh, shit. See? I might see. My bad. God you know, I'm not going to help him out here. <laughs> God damn God it. Damn it, dude. So up until recently, salt was really fucking important. Like, life and death important. Oh. Because the location of salt mines determined where cities would flourish. Salt routes paved the way for trade routes. And without salt, you couldn't preserve food for dick. So whatever you would eat, you had to eat it right then and there. So because it was so important to not just culture, but to mankind, spilling salt was just bad luck, period. Salt was also used in Greek and Roman religious ceremonies. And it's still used to make holy water in the Catholic Church today. So spilling salt was also seen as an act of the devil. And about the salt over the shoulder thing, back in the day, it was believed that the devil was always hanging out behind your left shoulder, ready to start some shit. So by throwing salt over your left shoulder, you prevented that horned fuck from ruining your day. So Moses mentioned three random but well-known superstitions. Now, I'm going to be discussing, discussing different uh, superstitions that originated from Africa. Uh, that being said, I'm going to start you all with some weird and kind of creepy superstitions about traditional African beliefs about pregnancy. A couple must not reveal their pregnancy too early. Why? Well, if you do reveal your pregnancy early, your so-called, quote-unquote, haters, enemies, rivals neighbors will cast some bad sorcery or witchcraft either on you the mother the baby or both the mother and baby that being said when you do find out you are pregnant pray pray a lot you have to pray the moment you find out you're pregnant to the moment the baby is born this prayer will protect and bless your baby from any of kind of bad juju, bad luck, and all that. What is too early? I know. Uh, three months prior. Oh, all right. So before reaching three months. Fuck, most people yeah. don't even know they're pregnant until like the fourth month. Yeah. All right. True. I forgot to state that. I have it written down here, too. All right. So if you're, so if you're pregnant, don't tell nobody or you're going to get bad juju. <laughs> now, check this out. Once the baby is born, Throw do away. not... Throw him away. Bad luck. The baby being born is bad luck. No more babies. <laughs> Fucking name. Notification. All right. Once the baby is born, do not let anyone see your baby before the three months. Unless you truly trust the people seeing the, the people baby. Seeing the baby. Now, you may be wondering why. Well, if you let random people, people you don't really trust or don't know, they could bring bad spirits that could wreck your baby. It could bring bad luck. And that ties in with the mother as well. Um, the mother cannot leave the house. Because if she returns, she may return back with bad spirits. Wait, so for those three months. Fuck. So for three months, the mother has to be in the in, house. In fucking lockdown. She's in lockdown. Cognito. Yep. Movie on, we're I'm gonna talk about more about just random superstitions all around Africa. Africa. All right. So 
you mentioned salt earlier. So, do you borrow salt? Do I borrow? Yeah. Some? Do you borrow? Do you ask? Yo, can I have some salt? Nah. You ask your neighbor. I'm pr- pretty salty. Yeah. I usually got a lot of salt you? in the house. Right. Well, nope. guess what? Do not borrow salt, especially at night or at all. You will either die, become very poor, or unlucky, which you will then die poor. <laughs> True. When it rains and the sun is still shining, that means monkeys are taking arrows to the knee. When you get that what? reference, they're getting married. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Repeat that. Where did this reference come from? Is that is it's that, Skyrim? That, it's Skyrim. All right, I was gonna yeah, say, yeah, yeah. you throwing some Skyrim <laughs> shit, or is that for yeah, real? Yeah, that's why I mentioned. If you didn't get the reference, well, they are getting married. Yeah, oh, for real? Weird. Yeah, monkeys were getting narrow to the knees. <laughs> no. Oh, that's, that's, a, reference that's a reference. Skyrim. That's why I try to clear up. Fuck. Okay, and also lions uh, are are giving birth. So. That's also superstition. So if it rains and the sun's still out, either monkeys are getting married or lions are giving birth. Now this one's, uh, they're all weird. When your palm gets itchy, I'm talking about itchy as fuck. You got to stop beating your meat. (laughs) That too, you got to see your doctor. No, that means you receive some type of money. I've heard that. I've heard that before. Itchy palm? Yeah, itchy palm. And you know what's weird? When I worked at FedEx on payday, my, my left palm will always get itchy. Because you'll beat your meat because you were so excited you were going to get paid. But, nah. <laughs> yeah, time to get paid. Yeah. Or if you jack off, get a hairy fucking hairy hand. Yeah, that's why you have a hairy hand. You I've, I've proved that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving proof that shit ain't real. My Look, no hair, like a baby's bottom. Isn't it on top? Yeah, it's oh, same shit. Look, I got spider bites and bruises. But <laughs> no hair. Fucking A. But no hair. Well, hey, you may relate to this because I know I do. This one is creepy as fuck because it happens to me a lot. If you wake up tired, I'm talking about tired, Every day. fucking drowsy, Every that day. means a witch has been using you while you sleep. I thought it was called mm. depression. <laughs> depression. Yeah, when you're depressed, you're always tired, no matter what. A witch has two, been using you. Eight. Oh, oh! You guys we, hear that? Thunder. Tell you <laughs> Some shit always happens when we do like creepy stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. What, what else happened? Well, you it, think this 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 picked it up? Maybe. Hell yeah! Fucking. Well, if if it did, I'm leaving it. If not, I'm cutting all this out. Okay. <laughs> all this is trash. Yeah. Fucking trash. Are you going to say something? What was I going to say? Oh, you were going to say oh, that. Okay. Continue. Moving on. If your chest gets fucking itchy. Go shower, my dude. <laughs> but that means someone is missing you. That's my why chest, I never get itchy. Know, my, chest never, never, my titties never itch. Never itch in my life. Not once. This is fucking hilarious. If someone sweeps... Uh, 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 the legs of a lady, she won't be able to get married. Now, I don't know if we're talking about like actual like self defense fucking Muay Thai sweep, <laughs> which I'm picturing. At first, I thought it was just like sweeping with the broom, but I'm like, wait, no, like sweeping the legs, like you're just bam, bitch. 
Well, who's gonna want to marry someone with fucking shitty defense? <laughs> like a shitty defense. <laughs> That's true. So remember, guys, if you don't want to get married with a girl, leg sweep her ass. <laughs> just <laughs> or or simply just tell her you don't want to get married. It's whatever <laughs> whatever is easier for you to do, bro. Leg sweep. sweep the chick or fucking tell her that you're Testing not seeing her reaction time. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> you, you ain't quick enough. Fuck that. Hey man, imagine you're not trying to marry your chick. You go for the leg sweep and she defends it. And then you're <laughs> marrying her, bro. You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> no, then you got to tell her, hey, you know what? I don't want to get married. <laughs> Too bad. I'm going to sweep your legs, bro. She's going to be like, you ain't going nowhere. This one's for you. Oh, I'm ready. For you, Archie. I'm ready. So if you are out and you trip a lot, that means... <laughs> Your relative or someone important in your life has mentioned your name. So look at you, because every time we go hiking, this SOB is always tripping, bro, off of nothing. I wonder who who said my name. Your mom's just talking now, shit. I, well, that, that time, the someone's leave, talking the, shit, bro. The time that the time you leave, wherever you tell you are leaving, or whoever heard that you're leaving, they're talking about you. And I fucking love it because you know I love drama. There's a time that we all went hiking over at the Griffith Observatory. And I took a fall so fucking hard, I completely gave up. He didn't I like, bother catching himself. He was just like, <laughs> all right, I'm falling fucking. He was like, oh, all right. I, I just this is happening. full embracement. I'm trying to think who the fuck Someone mentioned your name real fucking hard like, that time, bro. This one's. For you, Moses. Oh. It's kind of a good one, but fuck. If you are young, right, and have mean. white hair, right. you will be rich. Oh. This dude, Moses, he's 29, but he has the hair color of fucking father time. God damn. It's <laughs> <laughs> just fucking white. That's not true because my dad has been. He's, had, he's not young. But he's been. No, nah, he got his shit in like mid-30s, like. Already like passing young right adult. Now? I mean, I'll take it. Take it. It's good luck. Father time. <laughs> this one's fucked up. If you step on a crack, that means your mother's back will break. Yep. Step on a crack, break your mama's back. Now, this sounds like someone made this shit up who has or dealing with some mommy issues. Man, I mean, sorry, Ma, I think I broke her back like 80 times, bro. I'm always stepping on cracks. <laughs> I like stepping on cracks. It's weird. <laughs> Fellas, don't buy your girl's shoes as a gift. Oh, fuck. If Too you late. do, they might walk away from your life with them on. Whoever made up that superstition got left <laughs> and said, fuck it. I'm creating a superstition. I'm telling own. everyone about this one. Well, if an owl or raven starts chirping away, that means someone is going to die. Starts what away? Chirping. Chirping. Chirp, chirp, chirp. They said tripping away. <laughs> tripping away. <laughs> oh, shit. You see owls just tripping? I'll trip if I see a bunch of owls and ravens tripping, bro. Hey, you know what's crazy? Well, I'm going to talk about owls and ravens later I don't on think in the chirp, show. Though. Is that the right word? Chirp? Chirp. chirp or yeah. Ravens? Or call. They're call. They call. 
C-A-W. Chirp. Yeah. Okay. You know what's crazy about fucking crow? Well, well, we're not mentioning crows, but the ravens. Ravens, crows. I mean, the blackbirds. Fuck it. <laughs> oh, wow. You see everything black is in? Oh, wow. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, Moses. It's not like my students now. Let's fucking racist. Um, racist Moses. They have a memory span of thirty years. They could remember. They, really? me- they, they memorize faces. They could remember people. So if you thirty fuck- years. So if you fucked with a crow, it's gonna remember you fucked with it, and it's gonna fuck with you back. Well, it's f- when we went to Utah, and we were camping. These crows. I mean, it's kind of our fault. No bullshit. They came to our camp, and, and they ripped a bag open. Right? It was sealed. Right, and they pour that shit out in the fucking mess. We got a fine. Well, a warning. And then we saw the same crow. I think it's the same crows. And then I, I started doing shit at it. Wow, bad juju. I talk shit. It's fucking thunder. Talk shit bro. about crows. Oh yeah, so it's that's, pouring rain. That's my warning, bro. So what you so what you're telling me is you went into a crow's house with food. And nah, got it's, it, it, it's not its house, bro. I'm gonna ask you guys this. Oh shit! If you see a black cat. Nah. And it crosses your path. Is that considered good luck or bad luck? Josh? Bad luck? Good uh, luck. Well, you guys are both right. Because it, fuck you out of here. Depends on how they fucking walk. That's what. Well, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get to that. Two feet <laughs> Fuck you, man. Eat the bad luck, bitch. If, you're, if it's walking it's just like this, then you're good. Uh, and peace sign. Peace sign. If <laughs> you walk in and if give me somebody who's fucking <laughs> fuck you, then if the cat's walking towards you, give me the finger. That's bad luck. That's bad luck. <laughs> you punt a motherfucker countering that shit, bro. In Norse mythology, Freya, which is the queen of the Valkyries, nice Freya, and the goddess of fertility. She drove a chariot pulled by black cats. What? What? Yeah. So that's kind of like a good sign of, you know, the cats. In the Middle Ages, black cats were often portrayed as the familiars of witches, which is something we touched up on on our episode, on our earlier episode of All Things Witches. Mm-hmm. We want to hear a little more on familiars. So that's where the mistrust for the black cats started to appear. Because remember, here in America... Early settlers rejected anything and everything even remotely associated with the devil. And considering that witches were thought to be born from the seed of the devil, anything witch-related could suck their dick. Here in the U.S., it's considered a bad sign if a black cat crosses your path, since it means that you got the devil's attention. In Germany... The same applies if the cat crosses if the cat crossing you is walking from right to left. But if it's walking left to right, that's a sign of prosperity. In China, black cats are regarded as harbingers of hunger. Which would be ironic if I made a racist joke. Don't. But I'm grown. Don't. And we don't play that shit on this show. While we're recording. <laughs> but in Italy, if a cat would rest on the bed of a sick person, that means death is looming. In England, if a cat is walking towards you, that means good luck is heading your way. Man, Sometimes. Fucking cats, they run away when they see me. 
<laughs> is that bad luck? That's probably why you're always broke, son. Damn. Hey, bro. I'm listening to stuff. <laughs> gotta know that, bro. You gotta know I'm broke, bro. We hear, we hear another thunderstorm. Dude, England is <laughs> England is old as shit. And there are a ton of fucking variations for the black cat myth. I'm not gonna get into all of them. Getting back. There's so many, yeah. In Great Britain, though, seeing the black cat is a good omen. Especially if you see one during an important event. If you see one during a wedding, that means the couple's going to last forever. And things of that nature. If you see one during when someone's being born, that kid's going to have a healthy life. They were a beacon of good luck. So much so that King Charles I had a black cat that he had guarded 24-7. His black cat had an army of servants guarding him 24-7. He believed in that cat bringing him good luck so much so that he was devastated when that fucking cat finally died. But not because it was be- not because it was his beloved companion, but because that was a sign that his good luck had ran out. And it kind of did. Because the next day, he was arrested for perjury and then beheaded two years later. Whoa. But she just bought another black cat. Now let me talk about owls for a little bit. Much like the black cat legend, owls fall into the category of being omens of both good and bad, depending on the culture in which the owl is being talked about in. To the ancient Greeks, the owl was revered for its link to Athena, goddess of wisdom, justice, and philosophy. And here's another thing I want to talk about Athena. Remember how last time I forgot what episode it was we were talking about Medusa. Yeah. And I mentioned that Athena punished Medusa mm-hmm. by turning to from from turning from making Medusa look like a beautiful maiden to the Gorgon that she was. Yeah. I kept seeing it as a punishment. <coughs> I've been reading that that which is a good twist of narrative that Athena she empowered Medusa by not killing her and turning her weakness, which was people were always going after her, into her biggest strength. So instead of killing her for getting raped, she turned her into a demon or into this Gorgon that is able to protect herself at all costs. Mm. I always thought that was I'm like, damn, that's a good as like twist on the narrative. I dig it. I dig it. But enough about Athena. Let's talk. We're talking about owls. And the Roman historian, Pliny the Elder, he believed they always brought bad news and described the birds, the birds as most execrable and accursed. And to hear one screeching is described as a sign of doom to come. Then we have the myth that owls have this perceived ability for, to foretell death or sometimes even the future. And do you know where this stems from? About telling the future? Yeah. I don't know. No idea. Aliens. It stems from aliens? the owl. Well, that's a that's it's a different that's a different thing. But they are linked with aliens. Yeah. But no. Sock an owl real quick. <laughs> it stems from the owl being a nocturnal bird, and since the bird is being associated with the night, do you know what else is being associated with the night? Darkness, because it's fucking night. Evil spirits. Evil spirits. Fucking night. Two a.m. Three a.m. So considering that the night 
So considering that the owl is a nocturnal animal, they too would be hanging out with these spirits. And if the owl hadn't had enough of being dragged through the mud, even their little hoot hoots hoot, hoot. mean different things in different regions. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Welsh, le- Welsh legends say that an owl hooting is a sign that a local woman has just lost her virginity. Oh shit. Damn. In Germany, if an owl call if, if an owl's call is heard during childbirth, then the child will be cursed with an unhappy life. Damn, it sucks. While in France, if a pregnant woman hears an owl hooting, it means that her baby's gonna be a girl. The fuck out of here. So let's say you see an owl and it starts doing all this shit that makes you think that you're fucked for life. They <laughs> 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 start tripping. Hoot, hoot. Did you know that there is a way to reverse the owl's curses? Yeah, you punched the shit out of the owl, bro. In the Middle Ages. <laughs> Hold up. You got to punch around hooting back. Hoot. Hoot. And just wail on him. Fucking A. You're, in the, you're fucking wailing on the, on the fucking owl. And he's like, fuck you. It's the hooting. Hoot. Hoot. In the, middle, in the Middle Ages. We do not condone animal cruelty. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. But hypothetically speaking... <laughs> That motherfucker's hooting at me. If we're trying, if we're trying, if we're trying to throw some bad juju, I'm gonna throw some hands at him real quick. <laughs> bad juju equals hands. Yep. It seems to be the the, the common trait with you here. What? He's throwing hands. He's just throwing hands at whatever. The f- I'm sweeping legs and throwing <laughs> hands, bro. That's what I'm fucking doing. In the Middle Ages, don't sweep the legs. It was believed that you can thrust iron into a fire. <laughs> Or by taking off your clothes really, really fast, turning them inside out, dressing yourself really fast, and then taking off the clothes and flipping them back and putting them on as fast as you can. That's a way to reverse an owl's curse. I want to see someone fucking try to do that, bro. (laughs) (laughs) What's your record? What's your record? Oh, just flip my shirt inside out? And then flip it around? All these fucking pants I can't. You got one minute. All right. So that's enough about owls. Now let's go. I don't know, bro. I want to hear more about hoot, hoot. Uh, Let's talk about graveyards. Hey, you mentioned it. I did. If you're walking through a graveyard, what is one thing that you should not do? Throw hands. Josh? Fucking (laughs) throw hands, bro. It's a sacred place. Don't throw hands in the graveyard. Uh, I mean, he's right. It's true. (laughs) You never want to do that. I think back to what you guys were saying about stealing from the graves, mm-hmm. stealing from from death. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's true. That's another thing you guys shouldn't do. So whatever Josh said and whatever Achi said, walking on a grave is almost as bad. as doing that. It's almost as bad. No, it's not almost as bad. It's almost the worst thing you can do. Uh-huh. The Greek philosopher Theophrastus he wrote a study of human nature entitled, entitled The Characters that was made up of the different moral types of humans. One of them, whose English translation read The Superstitious Man, he would not tread upon my tombstone. But everything was lost during the fall of Rome until the 12th century when translation of Latin texts began to be made. The superstition of this text was then incorporated into the medieval world 
in which the risk of dying young was enough to make anyone who valued life avoiding anything that might risk them dying young. So many of the superstitions of the dead during this time period revolved around the idea that the souls of the, of the departed wouldn't depart, at least not like we think of today. Back then, when people would either die from the flu or get eaten by wolves, they believed that the souls would just hang out on earth, specifically on their graveyard before going to heaven or hell. And during this time of, this, of their spectral loitering, they would look for other souls to keep them company. So if you walked on a grave, you were at risk of getting your shit snatched right out of your body by a roaming spirit. What do you mean? Like, What's shit snatched? Your soul? Your Give soul. me your soul! Damn. I'm alone, yeah. motherfucker. That's exactly what happened. You with me. And that and that's and that's where we get a lot of ghost stories where a lot of people sold that they didn't die. Their souls just left their bodies, so they're left roaming the earth. Because dumbasses were walking over graves. Would you walk over a grave? I'd walk over I walk over graves all the time. I, ha- I had no choice, bro. The fucking I went, had no choice. <laughs> the graves are so close to each other, you don't know where the, where one starts and one ends. Do you know when we sneeze? Do you know why we say bless you? Achi? He skips me. Fuck. <laughs> make sure that your disease ass motherfucking ass doesn't spread it. Josh? I don't know. I don't even know. It's a curse? It's a curse. Out of all superstitions, this one's probably the most common one we have today. But whether we believe in it or not, very few times can you hear someone sneeze and the sneeze not be followed by a re- variation of the phrase, God bless you. Whether yeah. it's bless you, or bless you, or <laughs> us. When someone sneezes after the fourth time, you're like, hey, get your shit Fuck straight. Up. Shut up, stupid. Get your shit straight. That's Fix true, your man. shit. But the world <laughs> has never <laughs> but the Fix world shit, bro. has never come to a conclusion on what spawned the phrase, God That's bless true. you. Me. Roman philosopher... Pliny, again, the older, he asked the age-old question. Why in the fuck do we salute a sniffly bitch when they sneeze? Whoa, those that, were his, those were his exact words. That, that sounds like it came from your fucking... Those, those sound like your words. Many say that bless you came from the time of the Black Plague. It's intense. When a large, sizable chunk of the human population was dying from this disease. And little could be done to prevent it. So the least thing you could do back then when someone sneezed was hope they didn't have the plague and basically just say, may God bless you and pray that you don't die, you frail-looking stick of a man. Or woman. Or woman. Because, you know, the plague excluded no genders, so everyone got their shot. But a manuscript published in 1483 talked about a pestilence sent to the Christian Romans in 1275. That was so fucked up and potent that if you heard someone sneeze, chances are they would die in minutes. You don't say anything back? And this account predated the Black Plague of 300 years. So they would say, God bless you, hoping that you wouldn't fall and die. Yeah. So they don't know where the fuck it came. Some people are saying it came from the Black Plague, but then there's other... Account saying no, it came out a few a few hundred years before that. 
So the debate continues. Has there been anyone else? Or someone that, that, that you know, have you experienced this or anyone? When they say Gesundheit instead of bless you? Have you heard that phrase before? I've heard it. I don't know why. I don't know. What the fuck does that mean? But it's some stupid bullshit. <laughs> but at some stage of our history, the custom of saying bless you shifted from being associated with a medical danger to one of spiritual awareness. The soul of a person the soul of a person has often been represented by the breath. And it was thought that when someone sneezed, the sudden expulsion of air from their body, their soul went with it. <laughs> In this moment, the body of a person was vulnerable to being inhabited by an evil spirit. So the blessing became a form of protection against demonic possessions. So next time you're around someone you don't like and they sneeze, stay quiet and hope that a shitty demon takes over their body. Fuck. You know what pisses me off? What, I don't know why. What grinds your gears? Uh, you know what grinds my gears? Tell them, Josh. It's, it's, this asshole in my class. Look, I like talking shit. Right? You we guys, tell, fun fact, fun fact, I like talking shit. But most of the time, I, I don't mean it. Right? So that's why you when you surround yourself with people who, who have the same type of sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because, you know, you, you know what I mean? Point is, but there's some times, man, when, like, someone has that face. You're like, I fucking hate this person. Yep. Right? But but for the most part, you're like, <laughs> damn, you're looking right at him. Too funny. <laughs> damn. But then when you get to know him, like, oh, this dude or chick is actually cool, you're right? Like, oh, I feel like but not asshole. for this asshole. This asshole is just like, oh. The, Classmate of yours? The way, yeah. yeah. Like, the way he carry himself. Uh, well, the point is, he sneezes loud as fuck, bro. I'm talking about loud, right? Does More exaggerated beat, than me? I was going to say, does, does he beat Sonia? Sonya's on another level, bro. She, <laughs> bro. she cocks her shit. She's like, ah. It's like a whole episode of Dragon Ball Z. Ah. <laughs> and then, choo! <laughs> you get hit. The point is, it's dude sneeze, bro, right? He sneezes And, like, it's common courtesy. Even if you don't believe the whole thing of bless you, it's just common courtesy to say, you know, oh, thank you for yeah. this dude just Doesn't ignored it. Shit. He sees everyone and just ignores it. He sees a couple of times people... A little by little, people stop saying "bless you," but it's just like one. I already hate his fucking face, <laughs> and then this, this. It's like his it adds uh, fuck. To it. What if he's an atheist? Maybe that's why. Doesn't matter. Like, that's even it, worse. It's, it's, it's just common courage. Like you know, there's some atheists out there that if you say "bless you," they're like, "Oh no, you say gesundheit." That's why I brought it back. I'm that like, used to be me when I was like way well, younger. Well, then you yeah. say gesundheit, and then he's gonna what? Say what? He's going to say you. thank you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? A thank you. Even atheists will say thank you if you just, you know, say the right word. This dude. Fuck, my bad. I, I, I just had to ventilate <laughs> yeah, with this dude. Bro. Yeah, he just. I just so needed a vent. <laughs> God. Fuck. Damn. And so. Carry on, dude. Carry on. Um, one thing that, that dude. I <laughs> enjoyed about my high school, at least, one of the good things that we had left, if you had any. Was uh, I learned how to speak Mandarin Chinese. Wait, magic Chinese? Mandarin Chinese. Oh, I heard, oh, magic I heard Mandarin Chinese. Chinese. I'm like, bro, this shit got on getting a little racist. <laughs> bro, is that a subcategory? Magic no, Chinese? No. What the fuck? Because there's different types of Chinese. Yeah. And there's like different dialects. And then the, the more traditional one, the, more, the, the one that's more, most common is Mandarin Chinese. And so I'm going to talk about a few um, superstitions. From In Mandarin? 
No, you swear. Oh, <laughs> but there are some oh, words shit. I'll pronounce here. Where's the subs at, bro? <laughs> subs. So the, I'm talking about a few of them that are from Asia and then starting with China. And so one of the superstitions that they have is that the number four is considered an unlucky number in Chinese because it is nearly uh, homophonious to the word death. So there's zi, which means number four in Chinese. Mm-hmm. And then zi is death. So the only thing that changes is the way you say the word. Dude, and it goes I am from, stupid because I think I could not tell the difference between both of those watch. words. Zi. Zi. Oh, okay. So, so just the enunciation of it. Yeah. So one of them is with kind of like, think of it as like an acento in Spanish. where An accent? Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Like <laughs> where, where the emphasis is. Yeah. Okay. And so the, the first one, the emphasis goes down on the on the word. And then the other one is kind of like a loop. It goes down and then it goes up. And then so the number four is an unlucky number because it's so similar to the, the word death because there's, they sound so alike. Another one, and this is one that we kind of learned, and that was uh, during the Chinese New Year. And there are countless superstitions. Uh, one of them that they talk about uh, has to do with not getting a haircut in the first month, because doing so will result in the death of an uncle. And the, like in gen, like in the first month of the year, uh, the mu- the first month of uh, the Chinese, yeah, the Chinese New Year. Not cleaning your house. Is also considered bad luck because you are sweeping away the good luck that is entering your house. Wait, Eat. wait. Not cleaning your house is good luck? Yeah. So keeping that shit dirty is good oh, luck. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Chinese. Chinese New Year, though. Uh, Chinese Chinese Asia, New bitch. Year. You ain't age. You just dirty as fuck. <laughs> I'm appropriating. <laughs> appropriating this stick, bro. You better clean that shit. <laughs> Another one is eating fish. So. Um, eating fish is also considered bad luck during the Chinese New Year, and also during the whole Chinese New Year, eating you can't eat fish during I guess a few whatever a few oh. months of locusts. But <laughs> lighting fireworks is considered good luck because you're also using the fireworks to scare away the evil beast Nian, who preys on children. So that's why there's a shit ton of fireworks that happen during Chinese New Year, so that way you could scare off the demons. Uh, and another one, the last one, is to open all the windows during the house during Chinese New Year because uh, that leads to good luck and prosperity entering your home. And then we're all fucked here. Uh, wearing a mustache is considered bad luck during Chinese New Year. They only, they only say that because they can't grow facial hair. Or Wait, wait, what, what the fuck the did you reason? say? Don't wear a mustache during Chinese New Year. Don't, that's considered so cool. don't have a mustache during Chinese yeah. New Year. I mean, I don't think I could consider this a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hey. And so, moving on, so a, a few more superstitions about China. When giving gifts in China, it's imperative that you never give someone a clock. This is due to the fact that giving a clock sounds similar to bid farewell to someone on their deathbed. So, giving a clock in Chinese is song jong, and then. Uh, bid farewell to someone in their deathbed is whoa it's the same thing Zhongjong as well so as such giving someone a clock basically means you're sending them off on the great beyond there's another superstition that I heard that's not die true. bitch true we're gonna but, start giving each other clocks for Christmas fuck yeah, I mean, I think it's in a, in a relationship that you don't give your significant other a clock 
shoes because it means <laughs> true <laughs> <laughs> basically the same thing it means that you know sometime very near your your relationship is gonna end so those are the chinese ones <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on to now korea what korea the good one or the bad one korea in general all right yeah the good one or the bad one <laughs> wow <laughs> we had korean listeners out there just like bro oh well i mean only south korea is listening because <laughs> north korea they can't get on the internet uh, certain gifts. Dang, you got a point there. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> certain gifts will make you your lover leave you. Apparently, giving and receiving a certain gift in South Korea will curse your significant other to leave you. Giving shoes as a gift to your significant other will cause them to run away from you. Hence, that one too, where they share commonality. If a wife lets her husband eat chicken wings, the husband will quote unquote take Fly flight away? and supposedly cheat on her. Red Bull got that <laughs> shit, bro. <laughs> Red Bull's banned. Damn. There's another one called Death Fan. This superstition is probably the most famous and bizarre Korean superstition amongst foreigners. The myth goes like this. Uh, sleeping with a fan on in a closed off room will in short cause you to die. Damn, <laughs> that's me. If you ever bought an electric fan in South Korea, you'll notice a small dial on the control pad. That dial pad... If you haven't figured it out by now, it's a timer that you can set on and the fan will automatically turn off when you sleep so you don't mistakenly cool yourself to a fruitless death. What so the as, fuck? So as long as you have a timer on your fan, you're good. If I not, no timer, dude. Whistling at a night. Koreans believe that whistling at night is bad luck as it may call over the bad spirits and ghosts. Singing at night, however, is no problem. In fact, singing when you pass by a cemetery may protect you from those uh, same sad bed or sad bad spirits. I mean, I don't blame them. Have you ever have Have you ever seen someone singing on the street? You never want to go near them. They're like, oh fuck, let me cross the street. True. Evil spirits are doing the same shit. They're like, oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> start, start watching. Right? <laughs> like, oh, fuck, across it's the like fucking Larry <laughs> David, bro. Like, look, we like. I'm gonna sound like a dick saying this, but. The episode where Larry David and Kirby Enthusiasm, where he sees over uh, his 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 uh, agent, what the fuck's his name? Uh huh. Right, and then his his daughter starts singing in the morning, and he's like, "What? What? Shut, Shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up! Shut the fuck up!" Well, I told you story. The fucking two girls down, bro. Oh, that's true. She sings. At first, I was like, "Oh, that's cute. She's trying." And then she goes on for like an hour trying singing. I'm like, "I'm this close." I'm telling her to shut the well, fuck true. up. The last time we had a park podcast on Thursday, we were chilling here and we we're doing our research. And we just heard the girl and she's like, oh, that's cool. But she was doing that for an hour straight. Those Wait, buttons don't quit. So you can bro. hear them? That means they can hear us. You think people are tired of us? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's shit. why they're singing. <laughs> oh, it's fucking Try Friday. To sweep us away. Yeah, I didn't expect that. Fuck. True, true. So what happened? So she was singing and you just told her to go fuck herself? I wanted to, but I didn't do it. Oh. I don't have the balls for that. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't Larry David. Shut, Shut the, the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then the last one for Korea is they should never write someone's name in red in South Korea. Here, only the names of deceased people are written in red. While filling out forms, grading someone's assignments, or doodling, you should always be wary of using the red pen for this reason. Writing somebody's name in red could imply bad luck or worse that you wish for their death. I thought you were going to say Korea was all Crips. I was like, oh, that makes sense. 
The origins of the superstition most likely arose for two reasons. Red often symbolizes death and blood. And number two, when somebody passes away, their name is written in red in the family register and on their funeral banners. Moving on to another region in Asia uh, is in the Philippines. This is just some quick lists. A lot of these um, either have to do with death, have to do with bad luck or prosperity. And some of them are just plain weird. So for example, uh, a person who pays his slash her debts at night will become poor. When you find a coin on the street, pick it up and put it inside your wallet because it will bring you prosperity for that year. Ayy, but it has to be heads up though. Uh, never take pictures in groups of three because a person in the middle would die first. So oh, shit. think Wait, back what? to that picture that we went to uh, New Raven, the one that was cropped out. Yeah. Thank you. We did for a reason. Who's in the middle? You? Who's the, uh, I, no, I was cropped out, so I'm not even part of the picture. <laughs> You're in the middle? You're in the middle, bro? You guys die first? Jeez. Like, fuck. Hey, bro, I got to punch out, bro. I got to <laughs> no, gotta, gotta undress yourself real fast. Hey, you close the inside up. out. You got me. Nah, I'm rather punching out. Hey. Oh, told fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you would oh, easy With that shirt on to you, easy target. You got an X right on your chest, bro. You dead. Dead. Death catching hands, bro. <laughs> <laughs> if you want bed bugs to leave your house, place some on a piece of paper and leave them in someone else's house. <laughs> the other bed bugs will transfer there. Damn. You want, your bed fucked up shit. you want a bed bugs to leave? You move into another place. You want to get rid of unwanted visitors? Secretly sprinkle salt around your home and they will soon leave. I mean, I'd be... What? Oh, shit. I see a lot of salt. I'm out, bro. What Why don't you leave if you can go hang out with somebody like... Wait, we go to Archie's house and you just see him just sprinkling salt all over his fucking place? Nah, I'll be mad if he's throwing salt over his shoulder and I'm behind him. I'll be like, what the fuck? Why is he throwing salt, bro? Do you not see me? You had to leave on a trip before finishing your meal. Turn the plates on the table so that your trip will be safe. If a fishbone gets stuck in your throat, don't tell anyone. Instead, spin your plate three times to make it disappear. What dumbass is going to be like? <laughs> First of all, what kind of willpower does someone have that when they're choking on something, <laughs> don't tell anyone? Well, you, first of all, you can't speak. <laughs> and second of all, they're going to, is it clockwise? Uh, just spin your plate three times. Uh, like, does that mean like flat so and spin it? Or can you pick it up on its side? I no, actually, know. that doesn't, I, I don't I know. I mean, you do, you do whichever three times until it apparently disappears. Now, now do you spin it? And wait until it stops spinning and then spin it again and do it three times. You can just, Actually, we need I, details, bro. Details, bro. Bro, I, we eat lots of wings. I need to know these kind of things. <laughs> but he did say fish bones. Fish bones. Oh, fish bones. So we good. Oh, so I, I mean, mean kind of. I, mean, I don't fuck with fish. So yeah, choke yeah. out a chicken wing, bro. The listener, I don't know if the listeners can hear this. But since we started the episode, for whatever reason, it started raining hard as shit. And it hasn't rained here all year. At all. And then... Every five minutes is a huge thunder strike and a huge thunder boom. I don't know if you can hear this, but I like it. I think it goes perfect. It fits the moon, right? It does. And the last one for the Philippines. If the number of the letters in the husband and wife's name out of 230 or more, then that means good luck, which is good because I have a long-ass fucking name. You have a long-ass name? Mm-hmm. But you're not. I'm not from the Philippines. Yeah. I'm pretty brown. Fucking like the nuts. So. Is that just the first name? No, just their names in total. 
Oh, yeah. I have like fucking 45 already so we, on my own. We so. all lucky as fuck, yeah. bro. And the last one that I'll be talking at least for right now is Malaysia. And these are, the first one is pretty ridiculous. I'm not going to lie. And the first one is don't sit on bugs because at least it's stupidity. You sit on a buck, you're sitting on lineage, you're thinking that shit's stupid. So you're going to get stupid. Well, first of all, stupid. I think only stupid people sit on bugs. That's true. So then, <laughs> so <laughs> so it, make them, it, it doesn't make them. It just proves that they, that they're just, well, you know, the little dumb dumbs. There you go. Don't allow your plate to dry up after eating because doing so will dry out, quote unquote, your food supply. Don't wait, 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 wait. wait. Repeat that. Don't allow your plate to dry up after eating because doing so will dry out your food supply. So let's say you're eating some noodles and you have some juice still left. Or some cereal. Or some cereal. Gets dry. Yep. Yeah, but what if you're eating like rice? Moisture of the rice? I guess. Who the fuck eats soggy rice? It's hot. It's dope. It's good. Hot doesn't mean it's going to fucking stay wet. Check your plate after you're eating rice, dipshit. I'm going to check. I'm going to check. Here's another one. Don't yeah, shake your legs uncontrollably because you will shake away wealth and prosperity. Oh, shit. <laughs> Bro, that's, that explains why I'm so broke. Every time I wake up, I shake violently. Like, just so I can stretch. For no reason. Just fucking. <laughs> I, just, I just vibrate off my bed. Okay. <laughs> I do that as like a mechanism to kind of wake myself up. Yeah, that's what I do too. Really? Me out. Yeah. That's no, why I, we're I, all broke. I just do a line of coke. I was doing that earlier. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Good morning, folks. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> now punch out, bam! <laughs> punch out and sweep the legs. Yeah, sweep some oh legs, bro. On the way to school, fuck, sweeping some legs, punching some mouths, and doing some lines. Fuck! And you just hear boom. <laughs> <laughs> well, wherever you grew up with these superstitions or not, the choice to believe in superstitions is still up to you. You know, so go ahead and take your chances in the worst case scenario. You end up disobeying. You'll encounter an angry bad spirit in the form of a, your Asian mom, which is way, you know, a lot scarier. A few more. Wash yourself with water after coming home from a funeral. Uh, we've often been told to wash ourselves clean with water of quote-unquote flower water after coming home from a wake or a funeral. If not, the ghost will follow you and hunt you. Don't leave your fingernails too long. Superstition has it that if you leave your fingernails long, Tiny demons will hang off your nails. I want to see that. Don't play hide and seek in the dark. To stop us from playing hide and seek at night, our parents used to tell us uh, that we can't play hide and seek at night or we'll disappear forever. Don't. And the last one is That's don't brush up. your hair after midnight. Apparently, if you comb your hair past midnight, you will risk seeing a ghost in the mirror. Sounds sim- similar to Bloody Mary. Have you guys been in a room and see somebody and see somebody yawn? You and they don't cover their mouths. Me. And then you start think and then you start thinking to yourself, look at this nasty bitch. Just yawning with their big ass dumb mouth all open. That was you earlier. Probably infecting us all with some new mutant plague. That was not me. Nope. When he was talking, I saw the whole thing, bro. But I was like, this disgusting motherfucker. But have you ever really thought about why we cover our mouths when we yawn, aside from hygienic purposes? I was going to say, my breast stink, that's why. Because, because let's face it, people from a few hundred years ago were more worried about getting eaten by wolves than hygienic accountability. 
The act of covering your mouth is pretty fucking old and began more than 2,000 years ago as a result of two distinct theories. The first was that fatal diseases might be passed on in a yawn. So So those of us in the room with the yawner, we were not in the wrong for thinking what we were thinking. The other reason was equal, was equally concerned with the well-being, but more that of the yawner than the public. The Mayans and ancient Greeks believed that spirits could enter and leave the body during a yawn. One notion held that the yawn was caused by the devil himself to allow his demons to enter bodies while the yawner's mouth was stretched wide open. Another theory was that the soul of whoever was yawning might just say fuck it and fly the fuck out of their bodies. This body's trash, I'm out! And that covering the mouth was the only way to stop it from escaping. And if that wasn't fucked up enough, both of these theories were supported by physicians, physicians observing newborn babies. So newborn babies often yawn instinctively to fill their nearly inflated young lungs. But because this was the Middle Ages, the mortality rate for newborns were fucking high. Estimated to be out of 2 out of 10 children would die. That's fucking a lot. And of course, they couldn't understand why the fuck so many babies were dying. So in their efforts to figure this out, doctors noted that newborns often yawned excessively which seemed to kind of link up with the theory that their souls had escaped through their mouths. So to guard against this, new mothers were advised to keep their babies close and use their own hand to slap the living shit out of the newborn baby's mouth closed. Ah, bam! Just, if your baby's yawning, you just slap the shit out of the baby. Dead. (laughs) Dead. Have you guys ever been hanging around somebody? And they say something fucked up, or you say something fucked up, and you don't want coming true, so you start knocking on wood? Yeah, I say that a lot. Oh, hell yeah. Do you know why we do this? The whole knock on wood thing? The whole knock on wood thing? So that way... To cancel what we just... eat. I mean, I treat it two ways. Either you're trying to like prevent bad luck from happening, or you're actually trying to ask for good luck. That's what... That's the way I see it. Like, for example, like... You know, I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow. Knock on wood. That makes sense. It is believed that this stems from an ancient pagan belief in wood sprites called dryads or tree spirits who were said to live in the trees, especially oak trees. Druids, the Druids believed these spirits were practiced in the art of divination and could be called on for protection against evil spirits. This in turn has been suggested by some to stem from an even earlier custom of ancient Greece of, of ancient Greece of calling on the protection of Zeus by touching an oak tree. So combining these beliefs with older cultures to the many that our ancestors believed in was kind of a no shit move. There was an inherent faith in the protection of the natural world could provide if it was looked out after in the right way in the rural areas. But some sources reject claims of these spiritual origins, suggesting instead that since the earliest records and print of the belief don't appear until the 19th century, this superstition may have come from a children's game of chase known as TIG, 
in which touching wood made you immune from being caught. So whether you're in dire need of protection and are summoning wood spirits to protect you, or just simply as a sign of aspiration, like Acha just mentioned, I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow, it is better to not tempt Lady Luck and knock on wood. Mm. So that way you live to walk another day. Now I want to talk about ravens. Ravens are a huge staple of superstitions. Bullshit. And they are a bunch of bullshit. They are part of a bunch of like a bunch of different things. Like horror movies. Hate ravens. So do you guys know why the pedophile Edgar Allan Poe well, that's true. That's the pedophile. He married that's his true. 13-year-old cousin when he was 27. And he lied and said she was 21. Did we talk about this in this yeah. podcast? So yeah, don't fi- yeah, so we don't did. find me on this. This is a pedophile. Oh, that's right. It was so, in one of the quizzes yeah. that I won. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> so why did the pedophile author Edgar Allan Poe write one of his most famous works on this black bird? Many would say because it's gothic as hell. But what makes the raven such a key component in gothic aesthetics? It's a piece of shit. In medieval times, the raven was seen as an omen of death, which is very gothic. <laughs> Their jet black feathers linked them to the night, which was dominated by witches, demons, and more importantly, the devil. In fact, a lot of times people thought of ravens as being witches themselves, an animal form, an animal form spying on those they planned on harming. Being as they were an omen of death, seeing one perched on the roof of a house in which someone was sick was taken as a for sure sign that the patient was never recovering. But the strange part is that the earliest superstitious beliefs related to the ravens was them being prophetic and not necessarily sinister. Think of Game of Thrones and the Three-Eyed Raven. So somewhere along the line, Ravens became being seen as a omen of shit luck coming your way and away from their prophetic roots. And it probably doesn't help that when the raven cry, when they call, it sounds like they're saying corpse. Really? Whenever you hear them, someone people say some people say it sounds like they're saying corpse. Yeah, I hear brr, Have you What's ever that? heard of a raven? raven? Yeah, you fucking imbecile. <laughs> So, lastly, you guys really call me. They don't all sound like fucking pigeons, bro. It's a bird, bro. Sounds like we've all seen Supernatural. Have you seen Supernatural? He hasn't seen that. You haven't seen. You don't see. You haven't seen shit. All right, dick. Well, for our listeners, Raven sounds like fucking prick. Well, for my brother, me, and our some and most of our listeners, I hope we've all seen Supernatural, (laughs) and we're all aware that when you're in deep shit and they want to get fucked up by this by an infernal creature you just draw a circle around yourself with salt and you're good but have you ever thought why the circle and why not a triangle since it is a symbol of the holy trinity or why not a square just for the sake of just naming other fucking shapes well the circle is found as is found as a symbol of completeness and eternity in many cultures, and it's still being used today. Like think of the wedding ring, for example. Mm. Dick rings too. <laughs> <laughs> the belief 
Cock what? Rings. Cock rings. <laughs> the belief that the circle offers protection from evil has its roots in the ancient magic practiced by the Babylonians, Assyrians, and the early Kabbalists. They realized that the circle could be physically realized by drawing it in salt, chalk, or dust. And once drawn, the circle was thought to be metaphysical, protecting you from all angles. Though the church was actively discouraging the practice of magic during the medieval period, they kind of liked the fact that the circle was being used as a protection from the devil himself. Spells were often sought to counteract various misfortunes that were brought down by demons or by the devil. The modern superstition that there is safety inside a circle comes to use from the revival of magic in the late 19th, 20th century. There's magical orders like the Golden Dawn. They encourage spiritual development. Some branches of paganism, particularly Wicca, still use the magic circle to harness good energy and form a protective barrier during magical rites. So next time you're at a haunted, you're ghost hunting and you feel shit's going to go awry, hopefully you have some salt. Don't throw it over your shoulder. Don't spill it. But just draw a circle around you and you should be okay. It sounds like salt is fucking OP. You can repel the devil by throwing it over your left shoulder and then add the circle with the salt. More, more importantly, it's all, it's you, can keep, you keep your food to last a lot longer? Why? It's, it's, it's only going to be a matter of time before Konami just fucks shit up. With what? Konami. About what? Fuck shit up. Because it's OP. Yeah. Salt? It's going to make a salt car or what? <laughs> it's a deck Achi, structure. Achi, what the fuck are you talking about right now? It's a Yu-Gi-Oh card. reference. Yeah. Fuck. Come on, man. Dude, you've been out the game that fucking long. We acted brand new, motherfucker. Yeah, you do look brand new too. <laughs> Shit, that's why I'm the acting host for the night, son. God damn it. Damn. But anywho, Archie talked about Asian superstitions. This dude talked about random fucking superstitions about salt and old shapes and crazy stuff. Now I'm talking about superstitions. <laughs> Good recap. <laughs> Good stuff from Europe. If a baby is born with its umbilical cord around its neck, it's foreshadowing its early death. Which sucks. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, fuck. I mean, how, how's he about you know, that? He's going to die soon, so fuck. Don't feed children chicken legs. If you do, they can't keep secrets. And if they can't keep secrets, they can't be trusted. If they can't be trusted, they cannot make friends. If they cannot make friends, you throw them lonely they will bastards away. end up like Randall from the cartoon Reese's. And nobody likes a Randall. Nobody likes Randall. Nobody likes a fucking Randall. Don't be a Randall. Now, here's some wedding superstitions for you all. Best days to get married. Friday and Sunday. Worst day to get married. Saturday. Because, I mean, the wedding won't be horrible, but the marriage... Will be. Everyone gets married on Saturdays. Usually Fridays. The Wednesdays I attend, it's usually Fridays. Really? Never Sundays. Because yeah, Bethel was on a Friday. I think Bethel's wedding was on a Friday. Not sure. I don't even remember that day. I was drunk. Ask me about superstitions. <laughs> probably. Uh, oh, oh, if you get married in the months of October, April, or June, you two will be happy forever together. October, April, or June? <laughs> you write that down? Yeah, October, April, or June. Taking notes. Taking notes. 
The groom must always have a tiny horseshoe for good luck. I thought you were going to say something completely else. <laughs> the groom must have a tiny dick for good luck. Is oh, that what you were thinking? Yep. Yeah, I was like, all right, check. <laughs> tiny dick. Check. Check. Good but luck. the groom must carry a tiny horseshoe for good luck in the marriage. Always. I mean, I mean, if you need good luck for the marriage, you shouldn't get married at all. That's true. Like, why would you need luck to? All right, guys, like, wish me luck. Got your horseshoe? Yeah. Are you good? Now, if the household is sick and the dog tucks its tail and howls, the household will die. What? It's a sign that the host. Or the owner of the dog will die. So it has to be the whole house. Not just half the house, not two people, not one person. It has to be the whole house. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I'm going to keep an eye out on fucking Luna and Evie. But if the dog runs around the ill household, he or she will live. The ill mm-hmm. household? Yeah. God damn, Luna doesn't do shit. <laughs> All she does is sleep. Oh, you're dying? Time, time for a nap. Like, oh, sucks to suck, nerd. <laughs> Fucking nerd. If the lambs start to get butchered and killed by a shepherd dog, though, it's a sign that the owner will be having some financial difficulties. I mean, I would too if my dog keeps killing my fucking lambs. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Taking that dude out. Dogs will not attack good people. They, for some fucking odd reason, could sense the good... And sense the ill intentions of individual, unless it's a fucking chihuahua, because those sons of bitches will attack good or bad. I fucking, I fucking hate, hate them, dude. I, but I'm so scared of them. Like I talk shit, but then when it's right next to me, just fucking barking, I'm like, yeah, I panic, bro. I panic. I like pit bulls. I ever see a pit bull outside? Like I'm not scared. I'd be like, all right, it's a pit bull. I see chihuahua. I'm something, thinking about, all right, I should cross the street or shit happens. Something's wrong with you. Something is wrong with me, bro. Something's wrong with you. What do you mean? They'll fucking nip you at you. I don't know, man. I mean, a simple fucking kick will do the job, but fuck. <laughs> Punt the motherfucker across the street. What? <laughs> <laughs> all right. If a rooster clucks like a chicken, kill it. It's said to bring bad luck if a rooster starts to fucking Clean cluck. Like a cluck. It's weird, man. You see a rooster clucking? I just think I have a gay rooster. <laughs> okay. um, I have a gay cock. <laughs> I have a gay cock. Fuck. All right. Oh, anywho, carry garlic to protect you from evil. I guess that fucking trash ass smell can repel anything because I fucking hate garlic. Well, do you know why but they use garlic? Why garlic specifically? To protect you from evil, son. No, I know. But do you know why? Because they thought evil... Smelled like usually the plague and shit like that yeah. was followed by death. So when an area was infected and people were dying, it smelled horrible. Yeah. So people associated bad smells with death. What is a smell or a scent that's strong enough to cover a lot of other smells? Onions Dead. and garlic. Yeah, dick won't do. A <laughs> dick won't do. Fuck. So that's why garlic is used, and same thing with uh, that's why garlic is used against vampires because vampires are thought a moment of death, and death usually leaks. Leaves a trail of yeah. of corpses and corpses smell. So, the smell of death is basically saying that the vampire is coming toward you, and the garlic or onion or whatever the fuck you want to use. Like nah. Yes. Yeah, like uh, nah. 
these are the last two superstitions I got for Europe. <laughs> Do not keep flowers with thorns indoors. That shit will happen to you if you do. Relating to uh, flowers with thorns, if a lady receives a rose from a man with thorns and gets stabbed by them, it is a sign that his love is true. Sounds like a fucking trap. I mean, imagine. The dude, Wait, the dude, if the if lady gives, receives a f- uh, some flowers from the dude with roses. thorns, uh-huh. some, some roses, and gets stabbed, then it, it means that? It means that it is a sign that his love for her is true. So basically what a girl's looking for is if she gets handed a bouquet of roses, she wants to get stung. Pretty much. But but it's a double-edged sword for her, too. Go check this out. Yeah, because if you get he's stung, a scenario. you're going to die. No, he's a scenario. All right? This guy's like, dude, I'm trying to smash, but she's hard to get. Other guy's like, it's cool, man. Just give her a roll with a bunch of thorns. Hand it to her at a certain angle where she gets stabbed. And then she'd think your love for her is for real, for real. If it's for real, for real, you can smash. You're going to smash. That's the last superstition I have for Europe. Now to finish off, the rest of the countries in Asia... We got Thailand, and starting with number one. Don't leave your home when you hear a gecko. It is what believed the fuck does a gecko that the sound les- like? Yeah, how does it sound like, bro? Did you YouTube it? Let's, 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 it let's just fucking laugh, bro. They laugh? Yeah, Do it. They're like little hyenas. I fucking heard it. Bro, we have geckos over in my grandma's house in I Mexico. I you say your house. I'm like, how the fuck nah, are you going to have My grandma's house over in Mexico, and it's creepy as shit. Just hearing, like, you just fucking sleep in the middle of the night. He's here. The fucking gecko laughing in the corner of the house. Just sounds creepy as fuck. We'll get to this shit. It's believed that the lizard is sending a quote-unquote warning about something bad that might happen to you. We actually don't kill geckos at, at the house. No? Because they eat all the spiders. You're not supposed to kill spiders. That's a bad omen, too. Yeah. Oh, well. You can follow our Instagram to, to know what the fuck what that superstition is. At Weird History, he retails pod. In addition to the superstitions that you will what not see. What a fucking see. plug right there, bro. What a beautiful plug. He just, he felt it. He sensed things. He's like, fuck it. Speaking of plugs, if you bend down. Whoa. Butt plug. Blood plug. And you look between your legs. Oh, shit. You will see a ghost. What? Yeah. Wait, so wait, hold on. Don't hold on, bend down that. and look between your legs because then you will see a ghost. Bend down. And you'll whoop. Whoa. I, I ain't bending down. <laughs> Gravity's going to take hold and I ain't getting back up. <laughs> if you're sharing food with friends and you get the last piece, it's believed that you will get a good-looking go- bo- uh, girlfriend or boyfriend. So if you eat the last bite... Wait, like, it has to be, like, if there's a 24-piece chicken nugget and I get the last one? Yep. Or, like, it's leftover and yep. I literally get the last fucking chunk No, it says sharing has with to, friends. You're sharing with friends. You can't be eating by yourself, you lonely bastard. No, no, no. No, I'm saying like he's eating. He buys a plate, whatever, like chow mein shit, but he doesn't finish it. There's still the last bite, right? A little chunk. And I'm a dude. Can I have it? He's like, yeah, here. You can eat it. And I eat it. You will get but a good it, So that's still considered just the, the last, last bite. Yeah, the last yeah. bite? Yeah, you get the last bite. Just saying. I'm just trying to clarify. Well, do you think it also counts? If you guys start eating, Achi just takes one bite. He's like, oh, I don't like it. And you finish it. Does that count as the you, last bite? You technically still get the last bite. It's literally the last bite. Yep. Okay. 
All right. If you dream of a snake, you will meet your soulmate. That's if I dream of a snake? You dream of a snake. If you dream about snakes, snakes wrapping bro. itself around your body, that means your soulmate is is his or on her way. Oh, I actually dream about that, actually. In the case that you already have a girlfriend or boyfriend, you're already married, and you dreamt that you found a snake, someone is having a crush on you. Ooh. I'm not married. What the fuck are you looking at me for? <laughs> to the single ladies, speaking of more relationship stuff, to not sing while cooking or eating, or you will bend or end up with an old husband. This taboo came from the fact that the rice will be burnt. Rice cookers didn't exist in the old time. People had to you know, use it on coil. Or you will accidentally cut yourself with a kitchen knife if you don't pay attention while cooking. This taboo was used to scare ladies working in the kitchen as ladies at the time usually feared getting old husbands. Oh no, saggy balls. That's what it's all about today. Looking for a sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. Old but rich. Yeah, that's true. Honk when you're driving past the shrine or a curve. Thai drivers believe that when you're driving past a shrine or a curve that had many accidents, you should honk to show respect to the souls living in the area. This belief actually just makes uh, people alert when driving through a dangerous curve. Remember that road they were talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just the ghost road. Just honk. You just honk. Just tell them. I'm moving away, stupid. The ghost is getting ready to pounce. He honked. They're like, oh, nah, he's good. He's good, guys. Guys, guys, he's good. He's good. He's good. Go on. Let him pass. They do the crosswalk thing where they just <laughs> wave you over. Oh, you good? You good? They all pop. Yeah, all right, he's good. Just fucking lie. No offense. Just like, <laughs> you just pass them all. You're like, oh. One by one, they start coming out. <laughs> all you see is fucking thumb up. Hell yeah. Car behind him doesn't, and you just see the lights just turn off because the, the car gets surrounded by ghosts. You're like, oh shit! They're still giving you a thumbs up. <laughs> She's a freaking car curving off the cliff. Damn. Yeah, honk, bro. Never say a baby is cute. Babies this, are never cute. This Newborns be- are never fucking cute. They're not. They look like fucking. They they're, they're not cute. This is I'm because I'm gonna just leave it at that. A ghost will come and take it away. So type people will compliment a cute baby with expression. Uh, so what you're saying is call the baby ugly. That way the ghost is like ugh. Chung, which basically means ugly adorable baby. and unpleasant. Wait, can you repeat that? I didn't think that. Nang rak nang chang. I am remembering. Yeah, that. Right. chucks. <laughs> That's what I heard. Oh, chucks. Yeah, but right, I'm saying nunchucks, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. You owe me money. A ghost comes from the window, just snatches the baby. <laughs> Don't cut your hair on Wednesday. There's a few different reasons as to why. Come on, shit on Fridays. These are it. Uh, in the ancient times, people believed that Wednesday was a day of growth and development. It is also considered uh, an auspicious time. The members of royal family and noblemen preferred to have a haircut on Wednesdays. Therefore, there was a rule to prohibit common people to have a haircut on the same day. <laughs> <laughs> you poor bitch. You can't you do poor it. poor can't do it. It was to consider inauspicious events to do the same activity in the same day, as if you tried to compare your prestige to the royal family. Mm-hmm. Another cause uh, that was told by hairdress- hairdressers brought into the palace to do a haircut for the members of the royal family on Wednesdays. It took a very long time to do one haircut because it had to be done with extreme precision, so the hairdressers were not available for common people during Wednesdays. Uh. So another reason is because... People were busy. So freaking, they got booked up on Wednesdays by the royal family. And the last reason was found again by hairdressers who were freelancers. 
Each hair salon had only one hairdresser, and they needed to take a day off every week. Since Wednesday is in the middle of the week, most people were busy trying to get uh, their work done before Friday, so there were less customers on Wednesday. That is why most hairdressers choose to take the day off then. So different from what's common here, where I forgot what the term was, but on Sundays, they would, the most um, barber shops close down. Or they're, yeah, they're closed for the day. Vietnam, the first visitor of the year indicates luck. So Tet, or the Vietnamese Lunar New Year, is incredibly uh, superstitious time for the Vietnamese families. Everyone hopes to bring themselves and their loved ones good fortune over the coming year. You didn't cover your mouth. Sorry. He didn't cover his mouth. I didn't yawn. You yawn like a motherfucker. I didn't yawn. Did you not see him yawn? I didn't didn't exhale. I used my peripheral vision. dick, bro. And I saw that big ass yawn. Then what the fuck just happened? I just stretched my mouth open. Stretch <laughs> your mouth open. He fucking said he stretched his mouth. Sorry, sorry. I just so I just got to catch some ingenious family members have devised a sneaky plot to ensure the first visitor is quote unquote desirable one. Either a member of the family will step outside and come back in the moment after the clock strikes twelve, or they'll arrange for a for, or fortuitous friend to be the household's first guest. So they kind of made it, um, made this one. Made the luck, I guess, true by choosing someone who is "quote unquote" desirable or has money as their first guess to for the superstition. Uh, ghost money for ancestors. Ghost money refers to the imitation bills or symbolic offerings to deceased ancestors. Ghost money is printed on bamboo paper and can be made to resemble Chinese yen, Vietnamese dong, Thai baht, or even U.S. dollars that are burnt and dedicated to family ancestors. So I believe the ancestors can deposit this money in the afterlife bank while others view ghost money as a payment for ancestors granting the living family's wishes. I remember this one. When, when I was uh, walking around Chinatown, um, they were talking to us about ghost money and how you, you would burn the money because that's their, I guess, you're, you're giving prosperity to the ghost or to the deceased. So that way they can bring, they can make your wishes come true. Ah, uh, I- I thought you were saying like there's like currency in the afterlife. I'm like, man, I'm gonna be broke again in the afterlife. Like, well, you're giving them money so that way you could grant them wishes. Reverse bad luck with a fertilized duck egg. This is a little strange. Wait, wait, you reverse bad luck with a fertilized duck egg. Duck egg. What do you fertilize it with? A fertilized duck embryo is known as. Hot Vit Lon in Vietnam and is a popular beer snack that can be also consumed as a means of reversing bad luck. Lon loosely translates to reverse, which is where the notion of switching your fortune by eating the eggs come from. However, these powerful eggs should only be eaten in odd numbers. If you eat two, your bad luck will reverse twice, meaning your situation won't have changed at all and you'll have chewed onto two baby ducks for nothing. Uh. Mm-hmm. So an odd number, so you can reverse it. Just eat one. Good. Why do you need more than one? Moving on to Japan. Here's a few of them. Hide your thumb when a funeral car passes by. Thumb is Japanese is Oyayubi, which translates to parent finger. And it's believed that if you don't hide your thumb when a funeral car passes by, your parents will die young. Don't whistle at night because it will attract burglars and snakes into your home. In ancient times, whistling is considered uh, a way of burglars and criminals to communicate. Stepping on the border or uh, Taimi Mat is a big no-no because 
most tatami borders have family emblems on them stepping on the border like is like stepping on your parents head which brings bad luck stepping it it's like stepping on your parents head. disrespectful basically so you step on this mat it's like stepping on your parents head don't do it, stupid. Why the fuck is up on my mat? Why the fuck is it on the floor? This <laughs> <laughs> is my dad, bro. He sleeps on the ground. Damn. <laughs> what the fuck's doing on the floor? <laughs> Damn, he's gonna fuck me up. Wow. Uh, visit a shrine to make a curse. Ooh, this one's kind of cool. Some Japanese horror film addicts and anime fans alike might. Be familiar with this curse. Their their ceremony is called Ushi no Kuki Mai, which people visit a shrine during the hour of the ox, which is from one to three a.m. They bring with them a straw doll known as a Waringyu, that represents the person who received the curse, and then use a long nail called a Gonsukugi to nail the doll to the shrine's holy tree. Uh, where the nail strikes the doll is supposed to bring pain in some part of the cursed person's body. It is believed that after seven days after nailing have passed, the hate that someone has felt will disappear from the body. However, if the person making the curse is seeing while committing the curse, when the curse will reverse itself, the ballot will fall upon the cursor instead. So remember that episode that we had on uh, the suicide forest? In Japan, uh-huh. remember the video that we saw? With that, uh huh. That this is what that curse is talking about. Oh, okay, okay. There was okay. a doll on the on the on, on the tree. It was like a jack. It? it was no, a jack skeleton doll. doll. Right. Yeah. So they're they're doing a curse on someone or on something. And they even mentioned it in that in that doc in that Vice documentary like, oh, too. Huh? Yeah. Like, oh, this yeah. is a, all right. Uh huh. It's a curse. Here's another one that's weird. Hide your belly button. It is believed that. Raijin, the god of thunder, lightning, and storms, would eat the belly buttons or entire abdomen of children. The origin of the tale isn't clear, but to this day, you'll hear parents warning the children to cover the stomachs during a storm. Hell no, bro. We're rocking crop tops till the day I die. Hold up, bro. Let me call (laughs) Raijin real quick, bro. Raiju is said to nest himself inside the human belly buttons while he sleeps. When Raijin wants to wake his companion, he strikes Raiju with lightning, covering the midsection uh, in a way to prevent Raiju from sleeping into your tummy. Parents use these stories to keep their children from exposing their stomachs and puts a risk of catching a cold as well. It's like us with our phobia of walking barefoot in the house because then we get sick, apparently. I hated that. I hated... Cover your chest after you shower. Or don't go shower be, uh, when your stomach's full. Don't go swimming in the pool after after you just finished eating. True, true. Yeah, don't fap in the you know. Don't run with scissors. Pool. Wear a condom. You know all that useless <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. And the last one for uh, Japan superstitions: Don't sleep facing north. At funeral corpses are positioned so their head is facing north. When setting up beds, Japanese people are attentive to the direction that their heads will point. Sleeping with your head facing north is called kitemakuri. Someone who sleeps with their head facing north will receive bad luck as a consequence, or worse, death will uh, welcome whoever sleeps with their head north. Uh, Which way is north? That way. Right? North is to my left, to your yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Right behind, that's right south. 
So it's this way then. North. All right, cool. I sleep with my head west. All right, I'm good. Fuck. <laughs> oh, you, <laughs> you, do sleep, do. you do sleep with your head north, you fucking... You're going to die. Shit sounds... Fucking <laughs> <laughs> what, son? She's going to go outside and look for an owl. <laughs> Stop punching that motherfucker. True. Who the motherfucker? Where you at? Sweep the legs. Sweep the legs. I'm going to sweep those little fucking legs, bro. Whoop. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. I can picture something. And to fin- finish off my segment. What's I, up? I got one for Russia. Fucking Russia. It is part of Asia. For those who don't know. That is, it is, huh? It is part of Asia. And so, here's a few of them from Russia. Number one. Never give knives, clocks, or scarves as a present. These things are not considered the best present for Russians. Because they're using them as a weapon against you. <laughs> scarves, for example, are an omen of tears. Knives are an omen of enemies, and clocks are an omen of parting. Even if you're prepared to give a Russian girl a luxurious Hermes scarf as a present, she would prefer to buy it herself, if only to save herself the tears. If you de- do nevertheless give somebody one of these things, do not be surprised if they give you a small coin in return. This is to create the illusion of buying the item. You must definitely take this coin, even if it surprises you that you're trying to pay you an expensive gift with a small change. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If you're going to give me money, you got to pay for this shit full price. Oh. This just sounds, the superstition sounds like it was made up by someone who did not want to give gifts to anybody. He's like, fuck it, but if I do have a gift, if I, if I am going to have to give a gift, I'm going to want some coin in return. And then the threshold of a house is a place of evil. You must not stand on the threshold of a house or an apartment and you must not talk across it or hand anything across it. The ancient Slavs believed that the threshold was a place where the demons dwelled. If, say, you have to sign for a package with a carrier, you must either cross the threshold of the house or at least put one foot across it. And the last one, look Wait, at yourself. A foot across what? Across the threshold of the house. Okay. And the last one, look at yourself in the mirror if you have to go back. For Russians, going back to the house is a bad omen, a point of bad luck. So if a Russian discovers after leaving the house that he has forgotten something, he will first decide whether it is something he really needs. And if it is, he will go back, but will make a point of looking himself in the eye in the mirror. This is another trick of trade to deceive an evil omen. And that is our episode about all things superstitions and superstitions from around the world. I did not know any of the shit that I looked up today, but it makes a lot. It makes sense if you look at it through like that perspective of of superstition. Of super, yeah, you believe, yeah, of that superstition. But yeah, I mean, it will. I mean, I wanted to do something spooky for the month of October, and I don't think that's in the, when I, you can't really get any spookier than superstitions. Yep, and sp- oh, go on. I was just going to say, a lot of these, the, the, the most common effects to these superstitions are either death, you get poor, you get sick. I know there's never a superstition like, oh, if you do this, your dick will grow. Yeah. No, none of that. You know what I mean? It all has to be bad. It's, it's the extreme. It's the extreme. You die. Eat duck shit and your dick will grow. And like I'm, I'm eating in- a lot. I'm by 20 ducks. <laughs> <laughs> like, I meant, like I mentioned at the beginning pod, of the show, one of the books that I use for sources today is called A Book of Old-Fashioned Superstitions. It's 
Black Cats and Evil Eyes by Chloe Rhodes. I'm posted on her Instagram, Weird History, E-Retails Pod. You, you'll be able to hear, you'll be able to see pictures of this. You'll be seeing videos and pictures of other superstitions that we didn't mention in today's show. And before I end today's episode, I just want to give a shout out to one of my good friends, Stanley, who right now. Stan Lee? Stanley. Your friends? No, my friend's name is Stanley. Okay. Not 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 the, not Marvel Stanley, but our buddy Stanley, who's battling uh, cancer right now. He's battling uh, lymphoma, and he's a friend of a friend of the show. He listens to us, and he's a good friend of mine. We've known him since high school, so we know you're gonna get through this, Stan. So you know, keep fighting. And um, so bringing, I want I want to dedicate this episode to uh, to Stan. And then another thing too is. For our Halloween episode, I want to release an episode on Halloween. So for that, we're going to have scary stories. Spooky. And we already have a few submitted, and I have a few in the works of some listeners. We have, uh, in case you guys just, you know, just a little preview, we have a story coming in about one of our listeners and a friend of mine who is related to one of America's earliest female serial killers. That's kind of cool. We have another oh, one. That's crazy. So we have, you know, a few little things like that. She's going to tell us a few stories, a few ghost stories, and the the lineage. And I'm going to talk about the serial killer, too. And if you guys have any ghost stories, any alien stories, any story that scared the shit out of you or that scared you or creeped you out, we would like to hear it and we want to play it on the show. That would be cool. And you can email us at theweirdhistoryandeerytales at gmail.com. Again, theweirdhistory and eretails at gmail.com. No matter what it is, try to keep it short. We're trying to keep it hopefully no longer than five, six minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, usually stories are pretty short. So we, we, we like to keep it pretty short. That way we could have a few. We're also going to hear some personal stories of ours of our parents, mm-hmm. my mom specifically. My mom, my mom be seeing some crazy shit. And we're going to record her and we're going to. Uh, and we're gonna, it's, it's yeah, we're gonna have her talking about devils and death, and then whatever else she's been, whatever whatever she's seen. So, if you guys don't have anything else to add, uh, Josh is gonna die. I, I told lie. you, I'm gonna punch <laughs> now, man. I just beat the shit out of that fucking hoop. Since we have, since we have nothing else to Damn. add, thank you guys, and as always, we are the Weird History Eerie Tales Podcast. Hoot hoot, motherfucker. Dun, dun.